Welcome to Return to Oswald. Brandon wants to quit. I'm like, fuck this show. And Scar said we're not at the bad part yet. Scar, what's happening? I enjoyed this episode. This episode was hilariously bad. Like, wait, wait, wait. Brandon and I do a show called Hindsight. Mm -hmm. And in hindsight, I sit there and listen to Brandon tell me why horrible movies are good because I'm not looking at it from the right aspect. No, nigga, I did Problem Child with y'all. So, like, I know this. I I, I ain't discussing Problem Child with y'all niggas ever again. Problem Ever. Child does not okay. exist. But Brandon will tell me that I need to see the other side of this shit and that I take it too seriously. And because Oz is literally a shit show now, I can sit back and watch this shit and laugh. Timmy Kirk making himself into a pastor. I laughed my ass off when that nigga came in there and told Father Ray, why aren't I in the service? Why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, and the pastor, the father was like, well, you're you're not one of us. He was like, "Yes, I am." Yes, I am. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you put that nigga in the wall. It's <laughs> like <laughs> I won't talk about putting him in the wall. I was talking about the fire. That wasn't my fault. <laughs> he just he Cuban beat the fuck out of that shit. <laughs> he Cuban beat the fuck out of that shit. Real like, talk. Timmy Kirk put- might be my MVP for this episode, y'all. For real. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, and, and look, okay, let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask y'all, this is a real serious question. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. Let me, my, let me get my serious face on. All right, all right. <clears throat> Let's go. <clears throat> Did your boy Eddie Kane get a, get a signing bonus or some shit like that? Why is he a main character at this point? Oh, my God. Oh, my why? God. See, why? I was feeling good about this episode. Why you got to, why, why'd you have why? to? We're we gonna have to talk about it eventually. Oh, but fuck like, that why, nigga. Is he, why is he a main character at this point? Like, seriously, of, I don't know. Of all of the, of all of the people to be main characters, why and is he here in these storylines? Why just, just fucking why? It, it just makes zero sense. And this whole, this whole fucking McManus jerk off fantasy that this, that this, that the character has makes zero fucking sense. Oh, you know, I um, literally in my notes, I put that um, their relationship, his whole role at this point in time is a fucking circle. Like his role is like a fucking loop. And here's how the loop goes. McManus, come talk to me. I want to be your friend. Then McManus says no. And Omar says, fuck you, then you heartless motherfucker. And repeat and rinse and rinse and, and repeat and, and like i don't i don't want to do bad no more <laughs> and then instantly it's does fun that. to do hood rat things with my friends i don't want to exactly. i don't want to do bad no more <laughs> we smokes with cigarettes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i just i hate omar white i do i do it's, I, it's 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 official like i thought i hated other people and you told me that you hate burr and i was like i respect that I can't stand. No, you you ain't got to the reason yet. Oh, that's cool. I can't stand any scene that Omar White is in. And the thing about it is, he hasn't even really done anything bad yet. He just is. He just he's just not a good character. He's just like, not. It's, it's like they it's like they tried to tell him, okay, uh, Eddie Kane, your contract is up after like three shows. We gonna drop you down the elevator shaft like we do everybody else. <laughs> no, 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 no. He is acting like this is the last year on his contract. 
Like he is overacting so much oh. just to be like, just be like, I have value. Like, no, nigga, you don't. Like, you don't add nothing to this shit right now. Nothing like, at nothing. all. Nothing. No. Not a damn thing. And it makes no sense how little I care about this nigga for him to keep popping up on this show. Brandon, what's going on? Brandon is boycotting <laughs> the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I told you, you got you got a little Wayne this shit. Like you cannot, you cannot like yeah. You, you can't remember the good old time. You can't remember the good old days at this point. Them shit. I am gone. trying not to scream. Uh, it, it look, you got you. It it has to, it has to be a comedy to you now. It, like, has, it has to. to. This is not a fucking comedy. That's the point. It's not no, no, sci-fi. It's no. not. Fantasy. Nah, this, nah, this, this is not this is this medieval is, this times. Is, this is I'm gonna tell you exactly what Oz is at this point. Lost. It's, no, it's the people under the stairs. Like it wasn't supposed to be as funny yeah. as it is. Like it, it was never supposed the to be. People under that the funny. stairs is a horror sci-fi movie. Which is supposed to be a and drama. It's, and it's fucking hilarious. That's the reason why. Yeah, oh, I can see be- Omar being father. Yes. Like, like, yeah, like, like that nigga played that role over the top, and that's what Omar's doing for everything. And, and I'm gonna tell you the one good thing about this episode. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the best thing about this episode. Mm. I got, I got me one. I got, I got some of my just good old fashioned overacting Saeed in this episode. Yes, like, I, I, yes. I needed. I didn't know how much I needed that shit. Like this nigga since, was like the dude on the party all the time when Saeed came out. Like, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? I've been Sa- talking for fucking 10 minutes and then bring up the fact that a fucking angel was in the fucking show for real. Nigga, I people. told you what I tell you. What I tell you. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? You? What did I tell you when that nigga got put in the wall? I said, this nigga is gone. And y'all said, well, he's alive. No, no, no. This nigga is gone. Like, this shit is like... What's, that what's nigga it? reached his final form like a motherfucker. No, he hasn't What are y'all yet. talking about? He has not reached his final form yet. It has not happened. <laughs> like, I that's the fucking law and order and see fucking extraterrestrials riding around New York City. Oh nigga. my god. That you, nigga literally you, you they showed they showed a fake ass star background. <laughs> I watched the wire. I don't remember seeing the devil show up in Baltimore. And a 20 foot Dylan saying wait. The, the, def, the devil did show up in Baltimore. His name is Marlo. No, no, sir, sir. The devil, the devil. Uh, fucking uh, the the wire was not Marlo. Really? We need to make sure we got that straight. No, you saying it's gonna be one of the cops? Uh, yes, yes, I am. Yes, definitely. I would say, I, I would say the cops are demons, but Marlo is just taking know. advantage of the world that he's in. Except the cops, the, the cops are literally the cops are literally controlling the world that Marlo's operating in. So Marlo is just a agent of chaos that the demons have sold a place for speaking speaking of the wire shout out to my nigga chris who was who was in like a very small part of the last wu-tang episode and ain't nobody even know it was him he was just a regular dude and like i was i was like i I mean it was like 20 years ago though yeah i know i was like i know that dude and i looked it up it's like yo that's chris so 
Let me see this. This <laughs> let me see. That's a joke because this episode, uh, the Laws of Gravity, season five, episode two, starts off with Chico saying, "I got my eye on you." <laughs> <laughs> Alvarez is like nigga. I think the only other I I think the only other person they could have written that joke for was Forrest Whitaker. Alvarez is like yeah, nigga, because your eyes you only got one good eye as it is, and then they fight. Um, and Rebido sees it, and at first I thought Rebido wanted to kill again because he was watching him and licking his lips a little bit, and I was like, oh, he might be going to ask Morales if he can kill him. But instead, what happened is that uh, Alvarez comes into the laundry room where Rebido was, and later on, they I'm not even going to go through the video of this shit. And no, they no, sit what, back. You know what he does? You know, the, the speech that he gives is a different version of pop speech from Friday. Yeah, and it it totally I think I think Miguel took it the wrong fucking way. Because what Rebido said was back in the day, you know, we used to just handle shit. We didn't worry about nothing. We we grew the fuck up. We had to go to war. We had to do these things. And Miguel was like, okay, Chico, I want you to stab me. That ain't what I said, Miguel. Chico, I want you to I want you to stab me right here. And he walks up to Chico while Chico's sitting in the computer lounge of Emerald City playing fucking Tomb Raider. I don't know how the fuck that is. This, how is he playing Tomb Raider on that old ass PC? This nigga was playing Tomb, no, Raider. Tomb Raider was out on a computer I like so. that. I think so. But like, this, but how do you install this, it? Who installed Tomb Raider play- for this nigga? This nigga was playing two Raider off of floppy, dog. Like right. the, old, the old floppies, not the not the um not the one that these kids think is like, yo, you 3D printed the disc uh the save icon, but no, the old floppies. He played he played two Raider off the old floppies. He had 16 floppies. He was just loading them up. And somebody keistered those floppies in order for him to play Tomb Raider because there was no steam back then. And he's sitting there and he's like, Oh yeah, sexy Laura with the triangle boobs. Oh yes! Oh, oh, you're such a hot really slut. Did used to do that with Tomb Raider with Laura Croft. Yeah, there used to be a, a rumor that there was a code where you can get her naked, and niggas were going wild trying to find that shit. I'm like, dude, and she's a yeah, she's a game shark. That shit. See, <laughs> niggas, she's a triangle tittied woman. <laughs> I can enjoy the game, but um, Alvarez comes up to him while he's looking at that, and he sits next to Chico, and he's like, "I want you to stab me." And she goes like, what? And Alvarez like, yeah, I want you to stab me and then we'll be even. We'll be just about square. And she goes like, how do you know I won't murder you? And Alvarez like, because I'm going to have you stab me in an area where there'll be inmates who are watching us. And Chico was like, yeah, okay, you're going to do that, and you're going to set it up where a, a CO sees me, and then all of a sudden I get to the hole for 10 years for attempted murder. And Alvarez is like, nope, I'm going to set it up in a place where nobody, where no cops are ever at. The fucking gym. Like, we are literally turning this into a running joke at this point in time. I'm yep. going to set this up in the gym where nobody ever sees shit. <laughs> you can there were fucking two <laughs> fights in the gym this episode with no cops around. There was a murder not, not in the gym. And as soon as the murder happened, the Got second the murder, nigga, Doug. Jim Burns. No, you're singing the wrong song. The this Camp song. Town ladies sing no, this song. There was song. three fights in the gym. Now that I think about it. There was three? How's three. The- Let's see. There was, there was Chico and Alvarez. There was Jim Burns. <laughs> and there was Schillinger. Right. Yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. right. Trifecta. 
whoo, and no cops for any of them until right after it happened. This was the era of cops showing up right after you killed the bad guy in the horror movie. Like literally like five minutes later, the cops just and be there at your house. Well, at least for the Alvarez thing, they actually showed someone going to the CO and making him walk away. At the very least, they made sure to show that somebody walked to the CO and then the CO left with that dude. Yeah, yeah. They at least tried. I, I give, I give them, a, I give them a good try on that. So Chico was like, "Yeah, this nigga Alvarez thinks I'm just gonna stab him in the shoulder and we're gonna be all good, but I'm gonna murder this nigga because reasons. Like, you ain't just gonna give me an open shot and I ain't gonna take it and kill you." And Morales <laughs> was like, "You know what? I miss my sister, but I can't cry over my sister. But you talking about killing me, girls getting my dick hard, exactly. and I got." <laughs> gotta figure this shit out <laughs> so you can't kill him yet yeah i don't want you to kill him for 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 reasons what what i want to do is i really want to ruminate over why my dick gets hard when we think about killing miguel alvarez so don't kill him yet right so i can take an introspective look at myself and you need to take an introspective look at yourself and i was like what the fuck <laughs> I ain't cried since my sister died, but hearing that you want to kill Miguel made my dick heart rev me up a little. I'm sorry. It revved me up. So you oh, can't so kill it him. It gave me a feeling in my stomach. Yeah, butterflies. He loves the thought of killing Miguel. I want to kill you so bad. My dick's hard. So, anyways, I... Uh, I heard Miguel, I heard uh, Morales tell him that, and I was like, Chico's still going to try and murder this nigga. So they walk into the gym, and Chico looks up, and he's, he sees Morales at the last moment, so he stabs Miguel in a place where I thought it was his heart, but then I saw a burn notice a couple hours later, and Michael Weston got shot in the same spot, and he didn't die, and he was like, to shoot a spy in a place where he won't die. And he laid it out. So I was like, okay, because y'all know burn notice was like literally the dictionary of how to do bad shit back in yes. like the early 2000s. Yes. Do you know I hate burn notice as someone who used to work in self-storage? I hate <laughs> burn notice because he told y'all how to break into a lock, just buy a can of compressed air and turn that bitch upside down or freeze the bitch and hit it with a hammer. Like he taught he taught niggas. He how did to do say that. that I remember that episode. Does that work? It yes. works. It one hundred percent does work. What? Take yeah. a can of take a can of compressed air, turn that bitch upside down, and spray it across your hand. It's cool in a motherfucker. Like, it's oh. hella cold. It'll like freeze your shit. I mean, if you do it for a long time, but just just turn a can of compressed air upside down and spray your hand. It's like, oh shit, this cold. Yeah, and you could do that to a lock, and it'll break it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you if you use enough, <laughs> if you freeze it, and then you just hit that bitch with a hammer. I mean, from him, I learned how to make bombs. From Master P, at about the same time, I learned how to cook crack. It was a weird time for music and television. Exactly. Best part of Ghetto Dope is that first uh, verse where he tells you how to cook crap, crack and then says, you might want to have a gun because you might get jacked. Um, so then after that, Augustus and Burr talk. And Burr really lays it out where Augustus is like, Burr, you loved my mama. What I say, there was a deeper connection there that they weren't really discussing so far. Like you, you know, like Burr's Burr's affinity for him 
in mm-hmm. his affinity for Burr, there was a deeper connection there. And the mom is the connection. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's like, you love my mama in a way that you wanted to put it in her butt type love. And Burr was like, yeah, because I saw your mom first. And then I told your daddy about her. And then your daddy talked to her and it was a rap. And I was like, oh, so Burr killed this nigga in Vietnam. I'm thinking so. I'm sorry. I'm pretty I'm certain. So. There was too much friendly fire going on in Vietnam. I'm thinking Burr shot Augustus's daddy. And that's why they so close now. His dad died in Vietnam when they say that? Yes. They yeah. That. They said it early. Yeah. They, they, um, they said um, when, when they introduced Burr. In, yeah. When, they, when Burr came in, they said that they both went to Vietnam and only, he, only Burr came back. Oh, and then he's been like a daddy to him. Ever yeah. since, yeah. He also, um, I'm not even going to that joke. Well, no, he would have had, no, that doesn't even make any sense. It can't be possible. How old do you think fucking uh, Augustus, Augustus is? is? Nigga, 2001, yeah, Vietnam was like 1968. Nigga, you're thinking in our terms. You got to think in Oz terms. In Oz terms, Vietnam yeah, was a week make... long <laughs> in 1989. Okay, so this would be... Black, black don't crack, dog. Good black don't crack. Well, well, he would have to be like 30-something. He's probably 30-something. I'm just saying. Original. I'm just saying. This is like the Watchmen timeline for Oz. <laughs> well, I can see Augustus being like mid-30s. Okay. So then we find out two bad things. Bad thing number one is that Boost Moss got left the fault at the fucking altar. Well, we saw that. Yeah, but we weren't sure because they were like, he, she's just running late. But he got left at the altar. And the worst thing is Miss Sally's being canceled. And they've been watching reruns this whole time. <laughs> Why does she leave him at the altar? Why wouldn't she? He's a out. fucking inmate. Yeah, we know. She want to marry him to begin with. She didn't have nothing. She just she 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 lonely. She fell in love with somebody through letters. Yep. Oh, kiss you through a phone type shit, nigga. She fell in love with his letters to somebody else. Exactly. (laughs) Like this is this is is our first time seeing Reba doing like half a season. It feels like it. it, It's been. What happened to the Irish dude that was holding the bomb? He died. No, he didn't. He got shipped back off to the other to to wherever he was being expedited oh, to. Back to Europe. Yeah, that's what oh, they yeah. were trying to do. They were trying to expedite him. That's why he wanted to blow shit up. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, yeah, did nah. That, Norma really was so in love with him that he that she tried to throw on a wig like the fucking Beagle Boys mom and shit. <laughs> Nigga, she showed she showed up in her best Miss Sally Halloween costume, right? <laughs> Well, like socks in the bra, everything. This, this nigga immediately say them titties ain't sitting right. Like, <laughs> they sitting right. I don't know. They seem a little different. So then they repeat the storyline that they did for Rebido back in like season two, where he has to raise money to try and help out his grandson. The first time nigga. it was to raise money to get him to Disney World. Nigga, let uh, just let it go for now. When it comes back, it's gonna be like, oh shit, dog. No, like, no. okay. Let let it go for now. Like okay. I get it. Like Rivado and the grandson, like shit's fucked up. But like, d- bruh. Now, what was fucked up to me was the fact that this nigga was so deep into reading about holistic medicine that them niggas were literally stealing his lunch from off his fucking tray, and he wasn't even paying attention. One <laughs> nigga took his cookie. 
<laughs> one nigga took the apple and then the last nigga took the sandwich and I was mad at the nigga who took the apple like nigga there was still a sandwich there <laughs> <laughs> like for real dog the apple is that your best choice? Like, yeah, sure. The cookie's gone. You don't get to choose the cookie anymore. Sure, whatever. But there's still an apple and a sandwich, my nigga. And you chose the apple. And, and you, you chose a red, that. delicious apple. The ones that turn brown, like, immediately and shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. Oh, waxy-ass motherfuckers. Here's the ranking of good apples for those of y'all who are curious. And you should be curious because the shit's important. Red, delicious is at the bottom. Dead last. Yeah, Granny, Granny Smith is at the top, dog. I fuck they they up there. They up there. I, fuck, the, I, fuck, I like I the Golden Delicious ones, though. I'm Granny not... Smith and Honey Crisp. Honey uh, Crisp are dope too, and then Fuji's. And then uh, Gala's up there too. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all niggas don't yeah. fuck with Gala's. Gala's yeah. be up there. Be but them ones you get in in, in prison. <laughs> I, I am certain that they only serve those and oranges in prison. Like, you don't get tangerines. You don't get right. the mangoes like Carla was getting. <laughs> oranges is better than mangoes anyway. What? Absolutely. I what? am not a fan of mangoes. What? Mangoes Especially are... blood oranges. Um, let, let, me, let me tell you about mangoes. Here's, mangoes is one of those things that's always better in the mind than it is in real life. No, that's kiwi. No, 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 uh, no. I love no, no. kiwi. I love kiwi. Um, but like, nigga, mangoes, the idea of a mango is so much better than the actuality of mangoes. So so here's how you can enjoy a mango. And unfortunately, it requires you to put a whole lot of shit together. So I guess you're right. But what I like to do is take a mango and chop it up and put it with pineapple that's also chopped up. And then I put them both into the freezer and I eat them like an ice pop. Okay. You can also do it with watermelon in there as well, but then the tartness of the mango will throw off the actual sweetness of the watermelon and, and kind of negate it. So, so we niggas, want everybody wants fruit cup. Yeah. But let's well, see, we niggas are like like but you, you know, you, you've you been say, out you here say, in Cali, Brandon. You know about the the folks who got the, the Mexican folks who got the carts and they they got the fruit cups with yeah. the yeah, yeah basically but, that. But like as soon as you say uh, doing something with a watermelon, everybody think of this uh, niggas think of the same thing. Put some liquor in this shit, dog. Like, just a little tequila, just a little, a little bit. So, yeah, Rebido's gonna raise cash for his uh for his grandson and eventually get revenge for the niggas eating off his plate. Um, the next thing that happens after that is that <laughs> will he? No, I don't know. I don't know. But the next thing that happens after that is that one of the guys who's quickly coming up my list of comedic relief. Henry Stanton got molly whopped on his way out of the hole <laughs> because he ain't no pussy. <laughs> this nigga always getting fucked up. And what, like, from what, from what has been explained, this nigga always getting fucked up. It's just like, bruh, you can't catch a break. And like, yo, he ain't all, fight you yet. Was, all you was doing was talking to Cyril, and like, you got mixed up in all this shit. Like, you're just having a conversation with the only other motherfucker in the room. Like, damn, dog. All this nigga want to do is talk, and every time he talks to anybody other than Cyril, he gets beat up. (laughs) So uh, he gets seen by Dr. Nathan, and the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I don't love you. (laughs) He tells her about Leo sending him to the hole because he said that Henry was obsessed with Dr. Nathan's tits, but he isn't. So then he tries to yoke Dr. Nathan up, and Ryan sees him and punches him like four times. Yeah. And Gloria told Ryan to get the fuck out of her life. And Henry is squealing like a pig. Like, seriously. He's like, hey, 
<laughs> he's sitting there. He's literally the epitome of I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> he's just I didn't even do nothing. Getting clobbered. Um, Marty Montgomery sees Ryan in the cafeteria and asks for his compensation for lying to Leo. Uh, he says he needs a lot more money to keep his mouth shut. I don't understand why, why niggas. Why anyone? T- why did you tell him that? I love that you know me well enough to know exactly that was what the fuck I was about to say. Because you're absolutely right. I love that, Brandon. Where are you at on that, Scar? We're here. Get Brandon here. When you are when you are someone who extorts people, then you continue to extort people. So I mean, you got your money, and you're like, I need more. I still got this hanging over you, so I need some more money. Yeah, but you don't say this is what you say. You just say, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some more money for this. And you leave it at that. You don't say I'm gonna need some more money or I'm gonna squeal. I'm a tail. I'm a tail. I'm a tail I'm a, my I'm a, daddy. I'm a snitch. I'm a tail my prison daddy. If you don't give me the money, I'ma talk to Leo. That's 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 just dumb, especially with O'Reilly. Like, come on, dog. How long have you been in prison? You know. Oh wait, wait. That's goes. not. That's not. That's not the worst part. That's not the worst part. If you don't give me the money, I'ma tell Leo. I'ma let you set the time and location where we gonna talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, bruh. I don't think that's wise. But I thought. Here's what I think. When he said that he was gonna meet him in the library, there's people around in the library, so it was All less right. likely, less likely that something would happen Stan, to him. Stan got he, chased around that whole fucking library, dude. <laughs> Man, what happened to that guy? And the Ada BC lived happened in the library, dog. Man, god damn it, Ada BC lives. So Ryan tells Henry Stanton to go to the meeting as well. And the thing that I want to point out is um, Henry Stanton is pretty much the equivalent of Omar White. Yes. Like he's the white equivalent of Omar White. He's Omar White. Yeah, but he was was in the, wasn't he in the part of the eyes for people with, like that he thought was crazy in that time? No, they had him in PC because they thought he was, that's why Ryan thought he was a snitch because he was in PC with Cyril. Oh yeah, it had he he wasn't in the the mental health facility or anything. He just talked too much. Yo, Stanton, O'Reilly, I ain't bothering your brother or Nathan or nobody. So just leave me alone. Look, I know that man. You know, I think you and me, I think we got off on the wrong foot. And I just want to let you know that I got no beef with you. That's good. In fact, actually, you and me, we got something in common. We're both suspects in the murder of Patrick Keenan. I know. You know, we both got eyewitnesses that say they saw us do the deed. And I don't know who's accusing me, but as luck would have it, I found out who's lying about you. Who? Well, you know, I'm hesitant to tell you there, Henry, for fear that you're going to do something crazy. Motherfucker lies about me. That does make me crazy. Well, see then? I'm not going to tell you, man. Tell me, goddamn. No, I don't think I should. Tell me! I'm not gonna tell you. Tell me. I'm not gonna fucking tell you. Tell me. I'm not gonna fucking tell you. Please tell me. Martin Montgomery. 
Martin Montgomery? I'm gonna kill that fucking cunt! And then this nigga runs off like the Incredible Hulk. Like, <laughs> and like, how many people heard him say that? And there was nobody in between him and this dude to stop him from, he just said out loud, and I guess was his mean voice. <laughs> Martin Montgomery! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he, I, he just said that shit out loud. You know this- what? He just said out loud, I'm gonna kill this guy. I feel like I feel like when they casted Henry Stanton or when they created Henry Stanton, they had somebody else in mind to play Henry Stanton, but they couldn't convince Joe Pesci to come in and be Henry Stanton. You know what? You know what his his reactions to O'Reilly when O'Reilly wouldn't tell him. Tell me. No, that shit reminded me of. Uh, come on, Megan. Just, just Megan. Come on, like the uh, the the, the Keenan Peel skit. <laughs> oh, that nigga was out there like, tell me what you know. <laughs> tell me what you heard. Yeah, this shit is comedy, dog. Like I don't know why you're not laughing, Brandon. Like this what's, shit is. Yeah, Brandon. What's going on, man? You okay, man? You okay? Yeah, Brandon? I'm all right. Hey, Brandon. Hi. Hey, hey, buddy. So uh, he goes in there and Henry goes into the library. And I really want to say this. He pulls a fucking John Wick on Martin Montgomery. <laughs> he had the he pen just, stuck in his neck, too. Except he didn't do it with a pencil. But I got to say it. He killed him with the fucking pencil. Oh, God. Why are we giving people pins in jail? <laughs> Why are you giving somebody like Marty a chance? <laughs> Why? He didn't even sharpen still, that shit up. Why do they still have access to toothbrushes? Right. Was that a toothbrush? I thought it was an ink no, no, pen. No. No, but you know, like the 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 episode a little a little while ago where he was talking about the different kind of shivs you can make and what yes. you use to make those shivs. Yes. Oh boy. So he's dead. Nuh-uh. He's at Benchley Memorial. Oh, it's he like everybody died? else goes to when they don't die in this show. They go to Benchley. Benchley Memorial is the equivalent of a triple team tag or a triple threat match in WWE where Roman Reigns will roll out of the ring and stand off to the side for like 20 minutes and the other two will fight. I know Roman's supposed to be popular now. I don't give I don't a fuck. Roman is lorded. He's the GOAT. He, yeah, I know what you guys say. I don't fucking care. love Roman, man. You must you must not be watching SmackDown. No, I watch AEW like a grown-up. So no, um, Roman Reigns is better than anything on AEW right now. That fucking storyline is the best thing in wrestling. Uh, by far. It's not even close. Oh, I don't watch wrestling. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. And you don't know because you don't watch it. But everybody else knows the rest of the show is shit. But Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, he's pulling it. Yeah, yeah. Paul Heyman is really that whole fucking group is the best thing in wrestling. I'm gonna tell you like this I was talking to my nigga the other day. He was talking, which nigga? If it's a white guy, I gotta hang up on you. No, it's my nigga Tyrone. Oh, I know that nigga. What's up, nigga? I was talking to my nigga Tyrone. Yeah, that's my nigga. 
and wrestling came up and I said, I told him the truth. I said, I stopped watching wrestling. When I stopped watching wrestling, Batista was a sidekick to Gangrel. Damn. No, he was a sidekick <laughs> to Devon. I think he rolled with Gangrel at first, no, right? he didn't roll with, it was Devon. He wasn't with the brood, no. No, you you think about Reverend Devon and he was Deacon Batista. He walked, the fucking, he walked around the fucking offering box around his fucking waist, taking the offering from people. I remember that shit. Oh my God, wrestling used to be so horrible. Deacon Batista, but you're missing out, man. That Roman Reigns shit is amazing. He's so great. He's such a gaslighter. I'm actually going on Rich's show to talk about it soon. Oh, that's what's up, Tom. I said, hey. On the PW so, Torch, so that's going to be great. Um, yeah, while you're on there, make sure to plug all of our shit. Um, so Leo and Ryan sit down and talk. Montgomery's at Benchley Memorial in critical condition. People at the gym say they overheard you telling Stanton that Montgomery squealed on him. Oh, no, Stanton asked me if I, if I knew anything about it, and I, I told him I just heard a rumor. That's all. We found this in Montgomery's footlocker. What's that? Kenan Shamrock. Oh, yeah, right. I recognize that now. This nigga's acting like a, uh, a kid who's talking to his grandfather who he just knows he could put one over on. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, I didn't tell him. To, I was just, you know, he asked me, and I was just, you know, telling him what was up. I was just telling him what was going on. Nothing big. Nothing big. Am I in trouble? Am I going to get a whooping? Can I go? It was my little brother. Can I go? The fuck was Montgomery doing with it? I was hoping maybe you could tell me. Uh, no, nah, cheese Wharton. I don't know. Cheese Wharton. Suzanne Fitzgerald, the 60s radical. So, yeah, as you heard, O'Reilly's sis, or O'Reilly's mom comes to prison for community service. She's running a musical program. Our theater program, and I get the feeling that this is what Scar and Joe have been warning me about. Nope. Shit. Um, so, so a little bit goes down, but like not really. She's going to do a musical, but she needs people to sign up. So Ryan strong warns participants, <laughs> and no, then ho- one, one, one. It's 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 a uh, boost Wallace. and yeah. so then Hoyt is <laughs> yeah, like, sounds like he would have did it anyway. The cut if he had so- known. The cut of like she goes. Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to convince your friends to come by. And he goes, "Oh, wait, wait, what?" And then, boom! He puts boost balls up against the wall. It's like immediately that cut was gloriously bad. <laughs> I love that shit. I love that shit so much. I don't give a fuck. And so, um, then Hoyt is like, "Hey, Ryan, you think your mom will fuck me? More or less, you know, you know." No, no subtlety in it. So him and Hoyt fight real quick. And then Ryan's like, oh, yeah, people hate me here. And he's like, mom, you need to quit. And she's like, I've only been here for a day. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. You need How to quit. I know that's his mama. Her last name ain't O'Reilly. Because O'Reilly don't. I don't know. O'Reilly tends to keep things close to his chest. Yeah, so that's a good question. Everybody there knows. Like everybody, unless he was going around saying, "Hey, my mama here." Play for my mama. My mama here. He might have. He might have asked more people than just <laughs> Boost Mollis, and that was his final. His final uh, job was to get Boost Mollis there. But um, Ryan wants her to quit so she won't be in danger, and she's like, "I'll be fine. I got cops right there." 
Uh, Officer Brass is back now. Um, he wonders if McManus knows who cut him. McManus says he doesn't know. But then McManus confesses to him that, it hit, that it's his fault that his Achilles got all torn up and a chunk got taken out of it. So now, you know, Brass. told his mama the truth. Look, I've done a lot of fuck shit in here. They're going to try to kill you. Didn't he pretty much say that? He was like, this is the real world and I did some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I, and then the whole the whole McManus shit, I don't I don't fucking dig it. I no. Just, the idea that he was like, I don't know nothing. But I did tell Morales. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dog. Like, what what are we doing here? Like, you you just gonna put this shit off on Morales. Now we now we know that Morales did this shit, but he doesn't know that Morales did this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, <clears throat> so you just go snitch? Like, he just he he's not even snitching. He's speculating because no charges were ever formed. Nothing ever happened. And as far as we know, it was just a random ass white supremacist fight. It seemed because it was in unit B. So for him to say, yeah, Morales did this to you. And yeah, then Brass hits the, the fucking buzzer button like hella hard and it won't open. So he's like, shit. And he pulls out his key and he. Forgive me. I almost said crip walk. And then he walks over to, <laughs> to the, the bars and opens them up with his key. <laughs> There's a part of me that grew up. So then the governor shows up and he's creating a liaison position between his office and Oz. And it's going to Eleanor Car- or Eleanor Connor. Now, you got to know that every time I say liaison, I say it the way that um, Mo Bay would say it in the show Fringe, where he'd be like liaison. So uh, the liaison, Eleanor Carter or Eleanor Connor, I'm sorry. Um, and Father Ray and Sister Peter thrilled that she's there. Uh, Claire is like, I fuck with the governor. Murphy, however, sees another side of this, and he's like, McManus, please don't fuck her. Exactly. <laughs> Immediately. When they, when they leave, it's just like, McManus, dog. Don't, please, don't, this please, one, no. Don't, don't, this one, please don't Not fuck her. One. And McManus is like, well, I already did. And he's like, how'd you fuck her already? And he's like, because she's my ex-wife. And they didn't have any contact with each other at all. So, like, where did that come from? Like, they didn't make no eye contact. Like, she she didn't be like, she didn't be like, Chris. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nothing. He didn't even want to talk to her, basically. Like, he was like, you tried to fuck the, the translator. <laughs> you fucked Whittlesey. You fucked Claire. You fucked Gloria. You fucked you fuck every woman in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Except for that dope old bird. So, um, yeah, I mean, she ain't gonna let McManus hit that. Like, no, nah, nah, she ain't gonna get to hear the but, hallelujah chorus. But, 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 but Keller got to her a little bit. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what she liked. Um, so she, oh, she liked watching Law and Order. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say about his <laughs> ex wife? Um, shit. fuck, I lost it. So, anyway, Brass is mad because Leo won't put him back in unit B. Um, and Tim thinks that he should be there. But Leo, obviously and honestly, this makes sense. Leo needs agile COs in there in case of emergency. And Brass walks with a cane. So McManus suggests that Brass sues Oz and the entire state if need be under the ADA, which had just started, y'all. That was a good idea. It was. 
It had really just started. Idea. The American Disabilities Act had just started when this show came out. That's wild as fuck to me. Yeah. Wow. Like before that, they were able to fire niggas because they were disabled. That is wild as hell to me. You can't tell me otherwise. That's crazy to me. Um, crazy to you in 2021, but back then it's a different time. People didn't think like we think now. They would think, oh, you're disabled. You can't do the job, even though it's not true. That's what the thought process was. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, it's not that it's now it's like, you know, we all know that ain't true. But back then it was like, you're in a wheelchair. You want to work in my factory? What? <laughs> so I got to do all this special shit so you can work on a conveyor belt? No, <laughs> get out of here. That's what and, that, and people just thought that was normal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you, you know, it's unfortunate. They didn't even think they were bad people. They'd be like, oh, it's unfortunate you're in a wheelchair, but what you want me to do? Yeah, they're building the cars here. I mean, as it is, WWE was firing niggas through FedEx as soon as they got injured. But so, now people realize, uh, you know, you know what it's pretty mean? simple to make simple accommodations to help people who can still do the job. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a very you simple, know, mostly inexpensive accommodations. The lady who plays the new li- liaison. Liaison. Her first acting job was Carrie. Thought you were going to say Red Shoe Diaries or something like that. What was she in Carrie? She played someone named Miss Collins, but that was her first. So she was an adult in 1974. God damn. 76. God damn. (laughs) And and I looked at her and I was like, how much older is she than McManus? She was born in 47. God damn. When was... His name is Terry Kenny, for those of y'all who don't know. When was Terry Kenny born, Scar? Let me find out. 47. I mean, there's nothing wrong with loving, you know, Terry older Kenny women. Was, Terry Kenny was born in 54. Oh, okay. Seven years. Okay. You know, that's that's that's, that's wild. Okay. He also uh, tells Brass not to take any shit from Connor. And after Brass talks to Connor, Leo places him in the cafeteria. So now, you know, I'm just thinking in the future. Ryan's mom is like, you know, I'll be okay. I got this CEO over here to look over me. And it's Braz who's with a cane. Just future thoughts. Um, Tim also gets flirty with uh, Connor. And it's it's weird. That shit was weird to me to hear them. Oh, that's a nice thing you ever said to me. And she's like, it'll get worse soon. And I was like, okay, that's supposed to be flirting back and forth, huh? Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. I'm Paige, the host of Reverie True Crime. I tell stories of helpless victims, vicious killers, predators watching their prey before they strike, survivors, petty crimes, people we think we know who do the unthinkable, and the dangers that lurk not only in the dead of night, but in plain sight and the light of day. Every once in a while, I'll also tell stories of the frightening paranormal, elusive cryptids, haunted locations, and conspiracies that may be silly or thought-provoking. You can listen to Reverie True Crime wherever you're listening to this podcast. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Reverie Crime Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and even Tumblr 
at Reverie True Crime. Remember, stay safe, be aware of your surroundings at all times, and take care. So 2021 is upon us, and instead of flying cars and monkey robot butlers, we have a pandemic. We have media and making every little annoying twit of a child think they're going to be the next famous celebrity because they did some stupid trend they've seen somebody else doing nine million times. We have people that are self-entitled and stupid and given a voice through social media constantly whining about how everybody else is the problem and how everyone else needs fixings. We have celebrities lecturing us about how we have to give more so we can elevate everyone to a better life from the security of their seven-bedroom, multi-million dollar estates. We have politicians lying to us that they're going to fix the situations we're in that they created in the first place. And then we've got me having the conversations that a lot of us are thinking but nobody's talking about. Because these things have to be said. I had to say at the podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast fix or at www.ihadtosayapodcast.com. Why don't you come listen to what I've got to say. Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From From the Infectious Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Um, next big thing that happens is that we find out that Vern is still broken up about the crash, obviously. And he's talking with uh, Robeson about it because he finds out that um, Jules' grandparents, not him, but the ones that are actually free, are coming to the funeral for Carrie. And while they're there, they're going to take Jewel back with them and ropes and attempts consolation. And it's the best. Hey, you want to play some pool? Still torn up about that bus accident? Yeah. Just talk to Carrie's parents. They're in town for the funeral. They said they're taking Jewel back to Montana with them. I might never see my granddaughter again. Yeah, it sucks, Vern, but what can you do? You never had kids, did you? Yeah. My wife didn't want to mess with her figure. Well, I mean, you don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. My wife didn't want to mess with her figure, so I never had kids. But, you know, what can you do? <laughs> You're going to lose your granddaughter, Vern. But, you know, it is what it is. That's life. I was shocked when I saw this next part that we're just now getting a background story on Chucky. Exactly. Because Chucky's been there since the very beginning. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he there with Shabetta? 
Nah, he came in in like season two, right? With Peter. No, I don't think he was around with Peter. I thought he was there. Who was the dude that was there with Peter? Because when Peter got assaulted by Atabisi, I thought. Oh yes, he was. He was there. He was the one that was there with Peter. Yep, he was the yeah. one that got knocked the fuck out. He got he, knocked out. He got, yeah. he got knocked out with a can of corn. Yeah, <laughs> knocked out the Del Monte. <laughs> he got knocked out with some motherfucking Del Monte in this bitch. You got hit with the Del Monte, son. <laughs> but um, we find out that Chucky was convicted on June fourth, nineteen ninety-seven. He was charged with thirty-five years, but he's up for parole in fifteen. Um, and the FBI, well, McManus talks to Chucky and tells him that Peter Shabet is back in Oz and McManus wants Chucky to watch out for him. Uh, Chucky walks into the cafeteria that, you know, the Italians used to run and they still do to an extent. Um, and he has flashbacks of the, the traumatic incident that he had with Adebisi when Adebisi assaulted him in the uh, cafeteria. So they're going to have to deal with that PTSD that he has going on. Like, I, I know that if this show had came out more further in, in the years, like closer to 2019, 2020, they definitely would have addressed that. I don't know how they address it here. Um, it's going to be addressed. I'm guessing that it's not the best way to handle it, though. No. Uh, the FBI talks to Chucky. Uh, it's and the they same FBI guy from the beginning of the fucking show. Same the FBI one, the, guy for the, everybody. The one, the one that wanted to get Keller as so fucking bad. Now yeah. all of a sudden he got it in for check. You're like, come on. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, um, we know that you killed Hank, or we know you set up Hank. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he stonewalls him. So Chucky is like, yo, um, the, the FBI just like, yo, you know what? We don't have to talk to you. We'll just go ahead and talk to Vern. Bye. <laughs> it sends him back. So Chucky talks to Beecher and Chucky's like, well, since it was my screw up, I'll take the blame for this one. Beecher's like, well, good. I guess I'll sleep well tonight. He was being sarcastic. He didn't sleep well at all. He didn't snitch to Pagamo's credit. He didn't say anything, at least yet. No, no, not yet. So FBI talks to Vern and tells him that they're absolutely sure that Chucky put the hit out on Hank. Like Vern is like, are you sure? And the FBI FBI agents like 100%. And so um, Vern goes to see Chucky and they fight in the gym, but Robeson comes up from behind. The no, 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 the no, 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 no. What? This fucking scene was full of shit. We saw Pancamo destroy every fucking body in that fucking boxing challenge. On eyes, but old ass Vern Schillinger can come up there and fucking wrestle into the ground. And why should have knocked his ass out immediately? And no, here's here's here was my issue. This nigga's the leader of the Italians. Why the fuck was he by himself? He wasn't. His whole crew was there. That's why no, I was but, they, but like when they rolled up on him, he was he got up by himself. There was nobody around well, him that's when what he happens. got up and it you know, started. The two leaders always get up and go face to face. The same thing we saw with Schillinger. Y'all niggas better stand right behind me. It's the same thing we saw with Schillinger and Saeed. You know, the Muslims was there, but, you know, Schillinger and Saeed went face-to-face. And well, then- actually, actually, they didn't go one-on-one because Saeed had Adebisi in him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then someone someone said, pow, bitch goes down. Like, <laughs> what movie was that? What movie know. was that? What, what movie was bitch goes down? 
know. It was one of those 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 like teeny bopper movies. Uh, no, it was Scream. Oh, okay, that's why I don't know it. You've never seen Scream? I've seen it. I just it's not something that I I remember vividly. Oh man. Well, yeah. you know, it's just it, it's it, it was a cup of tea. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I saw that movie in the movie theater like five times. But you won't go see any movie I asked you to go see. Seriously? I mean, Scream's a good movie. I'm not going front. It just wasn't world ending for me. That shit was great. It was cool. It was great for its time. It was cool. So, um, a brawl breaks out. Peter doesn't jump in. He just sneaks out the side door. Chucky gets Will to the hospital. Uh, Vern gets taken to the hole or to solitary. Chucky says he's fine with a fucking two-inch stab wound in his fucking side and to just give him a Band-Aid. Yeah, trying to be trying to be fucking, trying to be tough. Like, no, you got stabbed. Like, you got stabbed the fuck up. You don't have to be tough right now. And with um, Pancamo being the actual person who set up the hit, there's no reason for Keller to be held in Massachusetts. So, Chris, coming back to us. And this is the part that I was talking about where Omar is sitting in the cage and McManus walks past him and he's like, Miss McManus, McManus, come talk to me, bro. Come talk to me. And McManus is like, no, I got things to do. He didn't, he didn't even say it mean to him. He's just like, I, I, maybe later I got things to do. And Omar is like, you heartless motherfucker. McManus is like, what did I do to you? And he, he was, was like, like, he was like, first I had all the heart. Now, I, now I'm heartless. Right. <laughs> I just I, I could be a better person if I could just chill in your office with you. Why won't you take me to work with you, Papa? Why don't you want me, man? Just from time to time, like you ain't got to take me to work all the time. Just let me sit in there with you sometimes. You're the only friend I got in eyes. Like, what the fuck? He did go Will Smith on him. I hate that nigga so, so, so much. So much. And so the Muslims, after this, the Muslims praying, <laughs> the Muslims are praying at lunch or at breakfast. And while they had their eyes closed, a random Muslim sneaks some bread into his mouth. <laughs> and no lie, I couldn't be mad because I used to do the same thing at Thanksgiving. But Saeed doesn't appreciate that shit. So he excommunicates him and makes him take off his kufi. Why did he do that again? I missed that part. Because he had bread in his mouth during prayer. He was he like, was, yo, you, you can't overcome he, your own temptations, he realized, your own desires. He realized they all had their eyes closed and were praying. So he decided he was going to eat him a little bit. And so how did Saeed know that? Because he didn't have his Saeed eyes open. Dude, he was cheap. Saeed was presiding over the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, So, so he, his eyes won't close. Saeed cheated. He had his uh, eyes so open. He don't got to close his eyes. Right, but he I'm can guessing. excommunicate this nigga for doing it. And then after Arif stands up, Arif stands up to try and like talk some sense into, <laughs> into Saeed. And while he's talking sense into Saeed, this nigga sits back down and Saeed fucking loses it. Did I tell you to sit down? <laughs> and starts flipping this nigga's ass. BC lives. Catabisi lives. Oh my God. This nigga, it was the best. I laughed till I cried. Like he literally was like, You sit down. Take away his food, but don't cast him out. You sit down. Don't, 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 don't. 
Cannot sit down, my nigga. I love overacting, Saeed. Like this, this shit just warmed my heart. Dog. Sit up. You cannot sit down. You cannot sit down. Did I tell you to sit down? Did I? Did I? Juice. I was in that one. No, no. He sounded like Samuel L. Jackson in that one. I'm sorry. He sounds like like, it sounds like a dude acting in a Tyler Perry play. That too. I told you he does. He he acts like he always acts like he's in a play. Like he has to like overact just so that people in the back can understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, but overacting in the play is for a reason. You're not supposed to do that on television. That's why I love him so much. I love the character because his whole. I wonder if he does that on that fucking uh, fire show, whatever the fuck he's on. I still have not watched it. Chicago Fire or PD or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I have I not been able I to watch it yet. They do they do crossovers all the time. So yeah. that girl is on fire. I hope not. Alicia Keys, no. But no, the people no. who make that show are the same people who make Law and Order, and they do do some dramatic shit, but they're not fucking eyes. So they probably let him. He probably don't act like an insane person on there. Now, if he's in charge, one hundred percent, I don't see why he doesn't. He doesn't do this. So, the next thing that happens is that Adab or sorry, Adabisi lives through Saeed as he sits down for a meeting with a. Uh, McManus and you know back at the beginning of the show I used to really just relish the times that McManus and Saeed would sit down and talk because it felt like a battle of wills now it's just it's just not so what was all that about why'd you attack him out the lar? you keep me from going to the hole so now in return I gotta answer your questions yeah well the part of me thinks I'm not gonna get any answers from you I mean, a man who used to fight with words is now not only using his fists, he's choking Muslims. Give you 10 to 1 odds, you don't have the slightest clue why you're doing the things you're doing. And you would lose the bet. They had a busy diet I changed. And I took his life to save my own. That was the other busy side of me coming to the surface. Only now I realize it hasn't just come to the surface. It's in the very center of who I am. Bullshit. Everybody's got demons. But you've given all the way to who you are over to this horrible shit you're discovering about yourself. Yet you're more equipped than any other prisoner in Oz to straighten yourself out, and you know it. And knowing that, and having failed to do so, has fucked you up even more. Just put me in the hole, McManus. I'm not putting you in the hole. Please. I'm giving you a job instead. Adabisi lives! When I killed Adabisi... His soul went into my body, and now he is me. Like, man, just care about these niggas almost to a fault. You're just getting that? Like, I get, I like, I admire it because when you're in that line of work, you kind of got to be like that. But uh, so now you're going to burden him with fucking Omar? <laughs> yep. Yep. So the very next thing that happens is that we get. The three overacting niggas all in the same motherfucking room. Good job. Want to save yourself, Kareem? Yes. Yes. 
Well, I want you to save somebody else. What you looking at? What's he doing here? What, what the fuck is he looking at me like that for? I'm the one that's gonna help you. I don't need no motherfucking help, especially for me, man. What are you gonna do for me? Cream's gonna be your new sponsor. Sponsor? Starting today, you and I will share the same pods. We will exercise together, we will eat together, we will work alongside of each other. You still need to meet with Sister Pete for counseling, and your attendance is mandatory at all drug rehab sessions. Plus, the warden wants you tested for drugs once a week. Now, Omar, this is your last play, and it's fourth and long. You miss one meeting, you get in one fight, you piss Saeed off one time. It's back to solitary permanently, you understand me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, boy. <laughs> My boy is something else, eh? McManus, Jack. <laughs> that motherfucker's like a straight-up brainiac, you know, genius motherfucker and shit, boy. <laughs> shit. Well, he'd be coming up with all kind of little ways, you know, and shit, you know, to help me try to lick my, uh, what's it called, uh, shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, and I don't fuck with him a couple of times, too, and shit, you know. You know what, what, having me, you know, all up in your draft and shit, picking up all of them, you know, Saeedian vibrations. And... First of all, don't hustle me. <laughs> Yo, you got to chill, baby. Second you know? of all, I am not your baby. My name is Minister Saeed, and you will address me as such. No, no, no. Fuck that shit, all right? I mean, I told you, man, about that shit. You know, you ain't coming up here converting my ass up in here, man. That shit is out. Forget it. <laughs> I am not converting you. Also, I am not going to argue with you. This thing is over. Get out. Out. <laughs> Look, shut the door, right? I'm sorry. Please. Make your bed. Make your bed. Make your bed. And I want you to say it in your head. This will be your new mantra. I will not fight. I will not fight. I will not fight. And then. He starts talking about, you know, I got to every time I go on a solitary, the worms, the fucking worms. I will not fight. Yeah. I will not fight. I will not fight. I will not fight. If I could just conquer not fight, shit, I'm all free, boy. I mean, there's nothing in the world I hate more than motherfucking solitary. Go back in there. Fucking worms. Worms? Yeah, my you fucking... talking about worms. My head. Every time I go back, it's the worms. Fat ones, big ones, long ones. I can't survive the fucking worms. I think about spending the rest of my life in Sam City, Joe. I hate 18,000 days. 
23,000 days. That's a lot of days. A lot of days not to fight, not to get on. Think about it like that. Chances don't look too good. The worms, man. This is supposed to be some showcase of acting shit. It, like, it is. That's the I'm thing a, that made me laugh. <laughs> like I'm about to showcase. I'm about to showcase these niggas acting so y'all can feel so y'all can feel this emotion. And I'm watching this like. Can we get to the next scene, please? Yeah. Um, well, every scene with Omar, I feel like that. Mm-hmm. Every single scene with Omar. <sighs> There's just something about Omar that makes me want to punch all of you. <laughs> it's the worms. <laughs> it's the worms, man. So, next after that, Pastor Dylan still can't talk, uh, but Pastor Ray wants to go and see him. And he prays for him, which is nice. You know, now that now that Pastor Dylan can't talk no more, it's like there's no funk. And so he's so fucked up that he got uh, Pastor or Father Ray out there smoking a cigarette and thinking about his life in his office when Pastor Timmy shows up. Come in. Leave the door open. What did you need to see me about? I heard that you're planning a memorial service to honor the victims of the families who were killed in the bus crash. Yes. I've asked Arif and Rabbi Gold and Reverend Taylor from the First Baptist to participate. But not me. You? Ever since Jeremiah Cloutier's unfortunate accident. I would hardly call being bricked up into a wall accidental. I meant the third degree burns he suffered from the gas explosion. Oh. Since then, I've been ministering to many of the Christians in Oz. Getting up on stage and reading from a Bible doesn't constitute a ministry. (laughs) You're still holding a grudge because I rejected Romanism. No, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you're no longer part of my congregation. I demand to be included in the ecumenical service. You're not qualified. I am an ordained priest. <laughs> Since when? I signed up by mail. 50 bucks. See? Get out of my office. <laughs> I'll go over your head to the warden. Yeah, and he'll ignore you. Then I'll go over his head to God. Listen, you little punk. <laughs> We know that you were involved in Cloutier's accident, and as soon as he's able to talk, to testify, you're going to solitary for the rest of your goddamn life. When you get Father Ray using the phrase goddamn, you know you done put your work in. I'll go to, I'll go right. over his head to God. This was my favorite scene in the show. I this is the only good scene this episode. Oh, God. You said, I'm going to go over your head to God. I love that. That's that so is crazy. the most Karen phrase ever. I will talk to the manager. I am the manager. Well, then I will talk <laughs> to God. <laughs> also, I thought this uh, I thought this part was funny with him getting the mail-in priest uh, thing. 50 bucks. Because, 50 bucks. Because right before, last night, I was walking in the bedroom late at night. And fucking TV was on. And there was a a Peter Popoff commercial selling holy water in a plastic bag for like $30. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, it's 2021. They still run these commercials. And obviously they still run these commercials because people still buying this shit. So yes, he's 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 the minister, I guess. Hey, he hey, I just saw another show. Um blind spotting on, on stars. Uh y'all should check that out. But um the sister becomes a minister in like 35 minutes, just calls in gets it done online and then comes in and, and marries the, the couple. It can be done. And then I mean, after that, you got a straight line to talk to God. Yes, that's true. I mean, once you, we've all heard that Jesus is on the main line, but once you get that card, you have the number to call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. I'm waiting for the emails. So after he leaves out the room, he goes back and he tells <laughs> you, you think you're going to get emails for that? Yes. Yeah, I okay. think I will. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't spoken to him in a couple of days. Um, so then after he talks to Father Ray, he goes back and tells Hoyt and Jim Burns, hey, Jim Burns. Jim Burns. Go murder that nigga. Like, while his throat doesn't work, go slit it. Because as soon as he can talk, he's going to put Hoyt under the bus. And Hoyt's like, I'm already in trouble. And Tim's like, Timmy's like, I can't do anything. I'm a pastor. Jim Burns, you go do it. And Jim Burns like, I can't do it. He led me to Jesus. I can't kill him. He's the reason why I learned why I, why I love Jesus now. <laughs> and so they were like, if you're not with this thing, you're a spawn of Satan. Oh, my God. This whole part made me laugh. They called him Satan's tool and told him to do the deed or die. I was like, what kind of church is this? So then Jim Burns had the dream about Dylan, where Dylan tells him to kill Hoyt and Kirk. Dylan actually showed up as an angel and told him to kill them. No, and no, so- no. He actually showed up as an angel. We saw the fucking white light glaring off of his face. No, this is the first part with the dream. Yeah, no. No, yeah. that wasn't no fucking dream. That it was a dream. Saw, that wasn't a dream. He saw he him. showed up in his he the angel. See, this is where you this is what you're not getting. This is why I'm so angry. This wasn't a dream. An angel showed up in his cell. And told him to do that. Not a dream. An actual angel of the fucking pastor. So I thought it was a dream because after it was all said and done, his eyes were closed. And I, I, I'm sorry. I hated this thing. No, he was sleeping. He was sleeping. It was nighttime. All the lights were off in eyes. He was sleeping. And then they went to a cell and he got awoken from a bright light. He opens his eyes and the pastor tells him, don't kill me. Go kill them. <laughs> Goeth and killeth them, I say, in the name of the motherfucking Lord. Those men want you to kill me, Jim. But you know that what they ask is wrong. Yes. So I say unto you, Kill them. How's that work? How does that work, Pastor? Those men want you to kill me, Jim Burns. 
but you know it. what they say to do is wrong. And Jim's like, yes. So check this you know, out, my nigga. What I want you to do. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Ain't that in the Bible? So basically, my nigga, what I want you to do is I want you to kill them for me. Like, I want you to do a, a, a handicap match <laughs> where you go two on one, Jim Burns, and uh, kill them for me. Can you do that for me? I, as I say unto you, kill them. Kill Hoyt and Kirk. And then the light just fades out. And then Jim Burns does the cardinal mistake and uh, and tells them niggas what he was planning on doing. Exactly. Why do you not? Why do people just tell people like, "Yo, you could have just you could have swung on them niggas at any time." Just he thought that the angel was with him. But this nigga, he could have killed them. But instead. Guess what? He started monologuing. He started monologuing. Just ah, da, da. Kill the cocksucker. No. No. He told me to kill you. This nigga swung right at Hoyt's barbells that he held in his hand. And Hoyt blocks the barbells. And then Tim comes up and takes the nigga's knees out like a wrestler would. And Hoyt breaks his neck. In the gym. Again, no cops were there to witness it. It was self-defense. It was self-defense. It's what he kept saying over and over again. So Hoyt goes and... and, Technically, it was self-defense. It was. He did say he was going to kill them. And so (laughs) Timmy gets asked by one of his congregation if they're going to have a service for Jim Burns. And he's like, of course. We have to pray for his immortal soul. (laughs) It's like this nigga is literally the worst. And now Hoyt's in the hole, sitting there, dick out, and he looks up, and Pastor Dylan is supersized above his head in the fucking fake ass stars, telling him, Don't be afraid, like he's Jesus or something. And, and this Hoyt's, is real. This is not a dream. This is not a dream. And as Hoyt screams, we go to Dylan lying in his hospital bed, smiling like he transported himself to the stars to do this shit, like astral projection and shit. He did. He went to the astral plane. He's Professor X Deadpool. Exactly. And so this is what makes it certain to me that Augustus was in that fucking computer. He was in the computer. That's what I've been trying to tell y'all. No, I, I was right there with you. He's this is the jump computer. the shark moment. The show's over. No, we haven't even, we're not even close. No, there's nothing worse than a fucking angel appearing no. in the prison. Trust me, there's very, no, no, there's a, there's a few things that are worse. No. Trust me. Oh no no no! This this situation gets worse. Like this situation gets worse. So mm. this has to be that moment everyone's talking about. No, nope. I, I felt it. I, I felt what you were saying, Brandon. I, I thought it was pretty much over the line. I was I was quite put out. But nope, because I went and talked to Joe about it, and Joe was like, "Nope, this ain't even close to it." No, and so now I'm scared. <laughs> You'll know it when it happens. I'm honestly scared, y'all. Like, I don't want to deal with this because this already took me down. Oh, please, God. I don't want to know what happens. But Scar, please tell me it's in season six. I don't Because if it's in so. season five, I can't guarantee you I'm going to do season six. I but believe- if it's in season six. There's seven seasons, though? So we need it to happen no, in season six. seven. There's only six. There's only six seasons. So if it happens in season six, 
I can guarantee I can make it through the rest of the show. If it I, happens this season, I cannot promise you if it's a, if it's worse than this shit, because this really made me want. I thought this was it, and I slammed my fucking iPad on the ground and I said, "I'm done with this shit." Your poor iPad. If this, if it's this season, I cannot promise you I'm gonna make it through the next season. If it's I, worse than this, I think. I don't know exactly when it happens. I know that it happens. I don't know exactly when it happens. It's not the last episode of the show is what you're saying. No. Um, Actually, I believe it is the last episode of this season. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go, Rashani. We're going to put our commitment to the test. Actually, no, 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 wait. I'm 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 looking through like synopsises to try to figure out which episode it actually happens. We're gonna put our commitment to the test. We've been through some shitty shit. This this end of this episode was worse than Double Dragon. It was worse than Chung Lee. It was I've, worse than all that shit. I've promised listeners that we would not quit. It was worse than what the fuck else did we watch on hindsight that was horrible. Uh, dead heist uh, dead heist this was on dead heist level oh and by the way yeah uh we got to talk about hindsight because yeah Yeah, uh, it definitely it definitely happens at the um uh uh episode eight now horrible horrible movie month starts back up in a few weeks what it's october bro that's not what you said. I, I didn't even said. I didn't even notice it until it popped up. So this won't even be it won't even be this month that's coming up won't even be my choice. It's just there. Oh. And then after that is my choice. No, you don't even get a choice in December because they already told us what we're doing in December. No, I get November. Oh yeah, November. December we gotta do the Matrix movies for the new movie. That'll work. I can do that. I will be happy get us with some that. cheap publicity. And like I said, it's either going to be um, Back to the Future movies or else it's going to be uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans and Robert Townsend movies. So either way it goes, we'll be good. That's not horrible movies. I can deal with that. All no, but, but Horrible one. Movie Month? Yeah. Whew. Have you seen porno? No, but I know Jeff wants us to watch a movie. Listen to this, Scar. Jeff wants us to watch a movie with let me tell you who's in this movie it's called pizza man frankie oh, the Munez, one with the, the the oh no not that frankie Munez, Munez, shelly long corbin bernson okay you got those three right corbin bernson here here who's here's who else is in the movie adam west stan lee from marvel movies and here's the kicker diamond dallas page yep i'm out they're gonna talk yoga diamond dallas page adam west and stan lee on our top billing in the movie they're on the fucking front of the cover so y'all are watching that yeah they want to do a live watch of that yeah because i'm not so y'all are watching that that's not affiliated with hindsight y'all Y'all are and then it. also, just a shout out, uh, when this comes out, this will come out before we do this, Rashani and I and, what's her name? Shane, Chanel. Chanel. I was about to say Chantel. Chanel are going to be reviewing one of Scar's favorite movies, the Brian Hook's classic, Fat Beach. 
That is not one of my favorite fucking. You movies. got to go. You know you got to go. So hit the flow, cause you know you got to go. Get your big butt out. Get to stepping. I don't know if there's a Brian Hooks movie that I can actually stand watching. There's not, and it doesn't start with this one. <laughs> so I just find I find it weird that I'm watching Wu Tang and my man seems to be a pretty decent dude. You know, like he plays in a whole bunch of shit as movies with like caught up and shit like that. Uh, what's the name? Bokeem. Bokeem Woodbine is a, is just, a, just you mean Buff Dave Chappelle? Yes. Buff Chappelle? Buff Chappelle. It's caught up that movie, and that's held up. That's the worst movie I've ever seen. The movie held up is a Jamie Foxx movie. Caught up is the yes. is the drama, and then Freeway is the movie with Reese Witherspoon and Bo King Woodbine, where it's supposed to be like the little uh, little Red Riding Hood. But uh, uh, what's the nigga's name? Kiefer Sutherland plays the villain. Caught up is a is a terrible hood classic. It's a hood classic. It is. It's not on belly level, but it's bad. It's like Bo King's first acting job, and it looks like it. It's horrible, but it's so enjoyable to watch that first time. Mm-hmm. Which we won't. That we will time. not be watching that. So 916-633-1537. The uh, email address is return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a review on Podchaser. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on Good Pods. Uh, But you can't leave a review on Stitcher unless you can show me how to do it. Also, I went to Good Pods. And while, you know, folks aren't leaving like words as far as their reviews, like they're not putting in words with their review. They are leaving reviews. And so I do appreciate that. We have 34 five star reviews on Good Pods. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So that's dope. Um, Let me see. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Scar, you got anything coming up? Um, nothing new. Um, just working. Um, I'm getting ready to start really, really getting into trying to work on, on some paintings, uh, some for me, some for the site, um, to sell. Uh, so that's, that's just a process. I'm just trying to get the logistics and all that other stuff. I'm, I'm not going to be lazy now. Um, but I was lazy yesterday because I watched the whole season of the nevers. I watched the whole season of clickbait. Someone, someone at work was watching that today. I don't know anything about it other than the name, and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and they completely whitewashed oh. Oakland. That's all I'm going to say about it. We got to review that Karen movie somewhere. Oh God! Sure. So that's going to be in horrible movie month. Oh okay. Yeah, I, that's all I, I, I don't know. If it, it is it a bad movie? Nigga, yes. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes on that bitch? Oh my I'm God! Not even, I'm, I'm not even a person. Nisha's I'm not going to be. Like, Nisha's going to be mad that you're making me watch it. I'm not even going to joke. I'm not even fucking kidding with you. If I tell you, if I tell you what Nisha said when I told her that movie was out, she was fucking furious. What you have to keep in mind about that movie, Karen, is that it is literally an affront (laughs) to most people who have heard of it. Oh, God, it's on the list, along with Wraith and Porno. And I think Tales from the Hood Part Three. We're not even yeah, doing Tales from the Hood Part Scar Two. Just... Is making us watch these shows and making me feel guilty for not for wanting to quit, which I'm not going to do. Scar's got to come more horrible movie month. He is. He's he's okay. on Wraith. He's the one who wanted to watch it. What the fuck is Wraith? I have no clue. 
Oh, the Wraith? Yeah, the Wraith. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that used to be my shit when I was a kid. It's probably fucking horrible now. You know <laughs> what movie I should make? I watched that, The Thief in the Night. And that car used to be fucking dope. It probably is absolutely nothing now. But, but it's a horror movie, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, kind of-ish. Yeah. I, I would say it's a horror movie. Don't kind of ish me, Scar. I gotta. It's, this is, I mean, this is I don't a horrible know movie month. This is horror movies. It's more of a revenge film, but oh no! I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what what does what do they got enlisted as? Yeah, you do that. Also, I watched the first season of Ted Lasso. Yeah, I love it. And it's, I I'm not usually one to be like this. You cried. But, well, no, I I didn't cry, but I, I did get emotional, but. I'm weirdly attracted to the owner of the soccer team. Oh, she got cakes. Yeah, something about her. Yeah, it's the cakes. She was also in Game of Thrones. I call her Cake Blanchett. She was the person who was beating the shit out of Cersei when she was in prison. Oh, and really? I didn't see her yeah, cakes that's there. her. How'd well, it go back? You couldn't really see her. She was covered up and fucking... She was part of that church shit. Remember when they put Cersei in that church? Oh yeah, scene? the shame, the shame uh, yeah, she season. Was the, she was the woman down there in her cell, like talking shit to her that whole time. Huh. Game of Thrones. Cersei gets beat up in prison. Okay. Yeah, on IMDb, is listed as an action horror romance. I don't know, but I don't remember nothing about the romance part. Yeah, no, sorry. It, it It's going to happen, so you just better make sure we're, you're right, because if I see it's not a horror movie, I'm going to make fun of you instead of the movie. It says it's a horror movie. I'm looking at IMDb. It says it's a horror movie. Okay. Well, um, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. That's B-O-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. The show is on Twitter at Return to Oswald. I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.